Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Yes, it is. And I'm delighted to say that zooming in through the clouds across the moon is Richard Houston of Raw Band fame. Hello, Richard. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm very well. It's a lovely sunny day down here and we're all still standing. That's always a bonus. Where are you uh, zooming in from, Richard? Can you describe the scene for us? Well, we live in the South Downs in Sussex. Oh, lovely Sussex. Yeah. So I say clouds across the moon. If there is any interference, it will be clouds across Sussex today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I know this is a a very exciting time for the Raw Band with with new music on the horizon. Uh, But before we get to to that, let's let's start from the beginning. when the raw band first emerged in the late 70s, uh, the crunch was just after Jean-Michel Jean's Oxygen album, uh, just before Gary Newman's Tube Army started. Uh, and really the, the birthplace of electronic synthesizer-driven music. But you played all the instruments in the raw band's first album, and none of them were synthesizers. That's quite correct. Quite correct, actually, because I didn't have any uh, synthesizers at that time, but I was a guitarist previously and therefore could play the bass guitar as well and a bit of a keyboard. So everything I did, even though it sounds like synthesizers, I put through guitar pedals and distorted them. And in fact, the lead instrument does sound like a synthesizer. And I didn't get my first synth until after the crunch was a hit and and Roland very kindly gave me an um, SH5 synthesizer, which is... um, the beginning of, of synth music or electronic music for me. So actually, no, we, there were no synthesizers on it. Well, they heard the magic you could create and thought, hey, he could use one of these. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a, a time of flux, wasn't it? A time of change when the electronic music started. And I remember hearing that George Moroda record at the time with it. And I was given the same sequencer by Roland, as I said, um, which got that sound. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. You know, you could, you, not only can I do the guitar, I can also put all those electronic sounds into it. So that really was the birth of the electronic sound for me. But I guess really do, doing it the way you did it is so much more an art to it, to, to create everything in a, a more kind of manual way. Yeah, I guess it was because the reason I, I started doing um, my own stuff was because the previous, I'd been a ranger for other bands, um, you know, orchestral arranger, um, for about eight or ten years. And um, I got a bit frustrated with always having to put backings to other people's records and songs. I wanted to do my own song. So actually, The Crunch was my first venture as a producer into um, making my own um, pop record. It was right solo stuff what was it like for you taking that first leap and as a, a solo artist and putting your name to it and, and having your own creative direction oh it was amazing it was um yeah it was a totally different approach to music for me because previously as i said i'd been arranging a music for um, other bands um, orchestral music which was great i loved it i mean i was trained as an orchestrator uh, but this was a way of going out totally on my own um doing most of the instruments. I, I did overdub brass and drums on that track, The Crunch, but it was a whole new world, really, opening up a, a different way of making music. Amazing. Over the years, uh, Raw Band have, have released LPs and, and albums, certainly not afraid to embrace the 12-inch single back in the days, uh, but I guess one of the most iconic hits everyone remember uh, was, was Clouds Across the Moon. 
Yeah, that that again, um, it had come on a bit from the crunch. Um, the distance almost in time between the crunch, which was uh, my the, um, excursion into electronic music, and the Clouds Across the Moon records, as had had five years between those records to develop the sound. And um, it became more integrated with other sounds, orchestral sounds, as well as my electronic bass, which I always used to do. Um, I'd always do the tra basic track myself and then put on maybe strings to uh, embellish it even more. So it was it was a moving forward, really. I obviously wasn't around when it was released, but I remember first coming across the song when I was putting together a, a space-themed mixtape. Um, and it was really so futuristic and, and captivating in the way the lyrics described this, this imaginary phone call um, between people on different planets where where did that inspiration come from obviously it features your your wife lizzie um on the vocals was this a phone conversation you had yes it was um as a matter of fact um it was born from an, um, a trip to hollywood that i took back in early 80s to do some arranging for a film and um at that time of course there were no cell phones or, or internets or anything so to call home you had to go through what they called the international operator now, this is the guy you, you pick up the phone and say, I would like to call England. They say, yeah, well, this is the not the the international operator here. What number do you want? So I came home and I, that stuck in my mind, even though I'd written the song and the arrangement, I had a different lyric for it. But this international operator kept coming back to me. So I thought, what if I changed the whole lyric and set it in the future and called him the intergalactic operator? So the whole space thing was born from that, from that trip to Hollywood in a way. This is Phoenix 98FM. As the Raw Bands, Clouds Across the Moon, still a classic. Um, Richard's still with me from the band, as well as the Raw Band, Richard. Uh, you've worked as a producer and arranger, as you mentioned earlier, with a huge list of, of iconic bands. Um, it's really a who's who of music. Um, but of all the artists you've worked with, um, who would you most hate to be stuck on a desert island with? <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, that is a tricky one, actually. There's some I perhaps shouldn't mention. <laughs> there was one weird guy. No, I mean, most of the people who are well-known were very nice people, generally. Uh, maybe that's where they got well-known, because they were successful and calm people. But there was one weird guy that turned up in the middle of the night. He was apparently very well-known in, in, um, in American uh, music circles. Uh, but he he came, he was a very strange guy. And he, he arrived at my little cottage in the middle of the night and he came in and said, I want some arrangements for you. Uh, here's the details and here's the tape and I'll see how the recording. So anyway, when we came to the recording, I was a bit frightened by that. Anyway, I went to the studio and took my stuckles out and started playing the arrangement. But the guy said, I hate this. And he just left. <laughs> Oh dear! So I'd left me in a no. But there, apart from that, I mean, most people, most um, most artists who are successful are pretty good, you know, characters. They, they have to be, I suppose. I mean, you get some full of themselves, but in general, I, I got on a, a pretty okay with people. They're a nice bunch. I like it. I like it. So, Richard, there's new music out soon, which is very exciting. Uh, One day we'll smile again, featuring the lovely Bella Hutton. Um, in your songwriting and, and the things. Uh, at least lyrically, uh, that you write about. The raw band always seems to be looking to the future. Um, and I guess that's exactly what you're doing with this with this single. Yes, I'm, I'm always looking to the future. I think um, 
But then I think we all are at the present moment with this climate crisis thing going on. I mean, it's going to affect everybody in the world and there's no getting away from it. We really must do something about it. And um, that's what I tried to put into the song, but I was doing it in a very simple, direct way without overloading with information about all the details of, you know, 1.5 degrees and all that stuff. I tried to make it just very direct and simple. And she, the Bella Hutton, it was 19 when she recorded, she'd be 20 now, because we did it just before lockdown, actually. And I think she did a, a fabulous job of, of expressing what she feels as a, as a younger person. And um, here it is. Amazing. It's out on the 26th of November. We'll have a listen in a minute. I think it's a really positive take on, on climate change and global warming and trying to give people a, a kind of positive message to take. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the chorus says one day we'll smile again, basically. Um, uh, not the most original way to put it, but it, 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 what should we say? It, it, it sums up what, um, what I think we've got to have a light at the end of the tunnel really, to, to, to keep everybody simply going and on track. It's a great song. It sounds modern and the bass line is bang up to date. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's so classic raw band. It's, it's lovely. It's out on the 26th of November, all the usual places. Um, Richard, we'll play it now. What, what um, is on the horizon for you? What's coming, what's coming soon? Well, I tend to take one step at a time and this really is the next big thing. But we have got um, a big... Um, set of CDs coming out of uh, most of the back catalogue, plus some unreleased um, material too. So it's going to be a big year next year for the Royal Band. Amazing. Loads to look forward to. Um, Richard, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat to us and uh, we'll have a listen to the new single now and hopefully speak again very soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. (laughs) For more guest interviews like this, or to get the next one delivered directly to your device, subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from. And the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to community heroes, local legends, stars of the future and just about everybody in between. A treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people. So for more interviews, podcasts, videos, poems and books, everything I do is available at stuartpink.com. Am I there? Am I there? You're back. You're back. Yes. Oh, no, you've gone again. <laughs> have to speak. When it says done speaking, um, it, it, am I there now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> You're giving me a hell of an editing job. Oh, God. This. It's going to take days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd need a team of editors, I think. Richard, lovely. Thank well, you for um, persevering. I, I wish you luck with that head. <laughs> editing that lot it's a shame i feel we should we should try and reschedule this for a proper telephone call because i'm sure you have so much more to talk about and i'd love to ask I you think more. That, yeah there would it would be better doing it because i mean give you a hell of a headache just trying to get all this put together now let's do it properly on the telephone one day soon whenever you like